Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Matthew, I'm in John chapter 12, and, uh, and, and it's uh, very applicable to us because it's some Gentiles come and, they, and they, they've got something on their heart. And I'm just going to read you one little uh, part B of verse number 21, John 12 and verse number 21. And the last part of that verse, it says this, John 12 and 21, if you found that, shout amen. It says this, sir, we would see Jesus. Father, I thank you for letting us be here tonight. For blessing us, Lord, with a good number on a Christmas Eve service. I don't know that Mary knew what you were going to do and how you were going to deliver. God, and I believe the best is yet to come. I can't help but believe that. And I thank you for it. And I thank you, God, for every good thing you've done for us. And Lord, we know that you're the king and we're the servant. I pray you'd fill my mouth and guard my tongue and touch your people with your word. And for your glory tonight, Lord, we would see Jesus. In the name of my King, I pray. Amen. amen. And amen. Uh, I know this is Christmas Eve. We've celebrated the birth. We, uh, tomorrow being what the day that we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad he was born. I'm glad he was born. I, and I, I, I'm not arguing with these people that have nothing better to do than fuss about the date of the birth of Christ. Tell them to go talk to a rock. I don't Listen, just go out there and find you a rock somewhere and chew on it for a while. You're not going to change my mind and I'm not going to change yours. I, I, it doesn't matter. I, I, believe, I believe that there's some validity to this, that this could be... Uh, close to the time of the birth of Christ due to some historical events, but I'm not going to get into all that. But here's some things I do know tonight that we see how we see Jesus. Now, this time of the year, here's how we've seen him. We've, we've preached this for three weeks around here out of Luke 2 and Matthew. We've wore it out. I've heard it preached. We've read it. I thought I'd just get up here and read that again tonight, but I couldn't get a clear bell on doing that. So uh, we would see him. We have seen him, and we see him this time of year. Here's how we see him, Brother Chris. We see him as an infant in a manger. We see him as the newborn king of the world. We see him, we know, because we have the word of God that they didn't have back in those days. And we know, Brother Ivan, because of the word of God, that we see him as the infant, but he was coming as a lamb. We know why he's in a manger and why shepherds are sent, because shepherds can spot a lamb. They knew what they were looking for, a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. They knew what they were looking for. We know that we see him in that. We worship, we see the manger's Scenes. We see them set in the hillsides and the town squares. We know what that represents. There's a baby laying in that manger. And Mary, I don't know that Mary knew. I mean, she knew that she had never seen a man, never been with a man, and now she's going to have a baby. But I don't know that she knew the full gravity of this. Mary, did you know? I'm not sure she did know that he's going to walk on water and heal blind people and save the world. He died for the sin of the world. He won't save the entire world. He died for the sin of the world. And some even argue about that. We see him as an infant. I've seen him as an infant. 
I'm, and, and today when we anointed that baby, the scripture came to me, this brother Jason, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not for such is the kingdom of heaven. When we anointed that baby, today the baby couldn't ask, but grandma could ask. Tanya could ask, how much baby's got a problem? And I need you to anoint her and pray for her. Would you do that? I thought the scripture came to me. Suffer the little children to come unto me. Forbid them not. We anointed that baby. I'd be surprised if that baby's sick the rest of the week. I'm telling you, I believe God touched her, moved on her. I believe that tonight. Hey, but it's because at one time the God of heaven put on mortal flesh and came and was born and laid in a manger. If it had been laid in the castles of kings, us poor people might have not had a chance. But he come to the lowliest of low. Praise God. Everybody can have him. And we don't only see him as that. We come over into Luke next, in about a chapter, and we find him as, we find him, we see him as an instructor. Not just an infant, but we see him as an instructor. And he's not very old. He's answering questions for the Pharisees and the priests in the temple. Mom and dad is gone. And I, uh, uh, somebody may have told me this story that was in this room today. And if they have, I apologize for not remembering who told me this. But said this having somebody was giving this family trouble about uh, keeping up and taking care of their children. And they said, hey, said the parents of the Son of God lost him for three days. I think we're doing pretty good. <laughs> they didn't know where he was, but he knew where they were. He knew he's going to be okay. He's instructing those in the temple. You know, he's still instructing us today. Hey, listen. Study to show thyself approved. A workman needeth not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. We read this book that we might rightly divide the word of truth. This book is accurate. It's, it's historically accurate. Praise God. It's scientifically accurate. But before the, when, when Columbus is out here floating around trying to prove something, Job had already told him, hey, this thing's a ball. It's a globe. It's accurate. He's instructing us from the beginning of time. We have the book, the very word of God in our hands tonight. And he is our instructor. So I don't know how I ought to live. Read that book. I don't know what I ought to do. Read the book. Get in the Psalms. One guy told me one time, he said, I just can't get a thing out of reading Psalm. I said, are you saved? And if you are, you're an infant. You need to, you need to stay in that book till it starts speaking to you. Praise God, that's a songbook of songbooks right there. And it'll help you find, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. Praise God, read the instructions. He's told us he's not only an infant, but he's our instructor. And he, he was in that day. He was before the world was formed. He was in the oldest book. The oldest writing, they say, is the book of Job. And he was, he was God then. He instructed him on what to do. I think we'll be all right. He can instruct us on what to do. In your tragedy, he can give you triumph. Yeah. In your pain, listen, in your worst pain, he can help you and give you strength. When you don't know what to do, how do you know that preacher? I've been in that place, didn't know what to do. Put my face on the floor and cry out to God. Here in a few minutes, it's like somebody breathed on the back of my neck. And I think, oh, business is picking up. Things are getting better. Why? The instructor came by. Here's what you need to do. Sometimes it's like somebody speaks in my ear, Tony. And other times I just get quiet and listen. 
Do you hear from him every time, preacher? No, I wish I did. But if I did, I'd get used to it. It's like having a good church. You're not careful. You get used to it. Go some of the places. Mike Garner's been the last. Just, you need to just get with him and hear some of the stories west of the Mississippi. You ought to write a book on that. West of the Mississippi. Change the names to protect the guilty and just go ahead and write it. Be a bestseller. Or are you letting him instruct you? That's what he does. It's not just through the preaching. I hope that's not the only instruction you're listening to. But it, 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 preaching's good and we need preaching. I, I mean, we preach the word. He, Paul told Timothy, preach the word. Instant in season, out of season. Uh, but it's by, the, it's by the reading of the word of God. Sometimes just get along at home. Let's, let's take a survey real quick. How many people read and just read to themselves? Set the Bible down and read themselves and read themselves. How many people do that? Sure, we all do that sometimes. I'll challenge you to do this. This is what helps me. Sometimes I'm the only one in the house. You know what I do? I start reading out loud. I start reading out loud. And you know what? It, it gets better. I hear myself say the word. I'm not just looking and concentrating and thinking on the word. I hear me, myself, say the word. And Jimmy, when I, when I say the word, something happens. It gets stronger. It gets better. Uh, listen, can it be better? It, it gets better. Listen, business picks up just speaking the word of God. So when you're down and out trying it, trying it, I know what it says. I've read it a bunch. But just start reading it out loud. We see him as an infant. We see him as an instructor. And last, and I'm, I told you I'd be quick. We see him as this. For the saved tonight, we see him as the intercessor. We see him interceding on our behalf. Somebody says he does that for everybody. He don't do that for lost people. He's not their intercessor. And he wants to be. And he can be. But he's not. He's your judge. Big difference in him being the judge and him being the intercessor. Big difference. The difference is when, when God says guilty, the judge says, that's right, they are. And you're in trouble. Oh, but when God says he's guilty or the devil says he's guilty, my intercessor says, well, no, he's not. <laughs> he's not because I said he's not. He's not because he's accepted in me. And I'm the judge. And so I can say it. Hey, and what I say goes. I say it, it's settled. You don't have to dig it up, worry about it. I said it, it's over with. Why? He belongs to me. Aren't you glad he's seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us? Where would we be without our intercessor? I mean, it's great that he was an infant. Oh, it's wonderful that he's my instructor. But oh, even with all of that, if I didn't have an intercessor tonight, I would be in trouble. Oh, but I got one. Hallelujah, he didn't stay a baby. He didn't just come and tell them what to do and, and pack up and leave town. No, he died on Calvary. And he said, if I'd accept what he done for me, he'd be my intercessor. Wouldn't it be good if the world knew that? 
If the world knew that, it'd be a different place to live. The world doesn't know it now, but it's going to know it soon. It's going to know it soon. I'm satisfied in my soul that the return of the Lord has got to be, and I know preachers have said this since, since 1948. When Israel became a nation, them guys started preaching, he's coming back, he's, he's, on his way. he's going to be back now. That's 48, they've been a day, it's a day or two passed since then. Jimmy, we have, by the natural order of things, we're closer than they were then. And he's a coming back. And one of these days, he's going to rule with the rod of iron. He's going to take his rightful throne in Jerusalem. He's never sat on that throne. Never sat on that throne. And the angel told Mary, he's going to give him the throne of his father, David. He never sat on that throne yet. So there has to be a time where that angel lied. I believe the angel told the truth. I believe that virgin conceived. Talking about the one that is going to reign and going to rule from his father's throne, David's throne. David's throne's not in heaven. You find two thrones in heaven. God, Jesus said in, in, John, in Revelation 3, he said, he said I'll, I'll, I'll let you. I'll, you can see my father's throne and you can sit at my throne. He mentions two distinct thrones right there. In Revelation chapter 3, open any man, I stand at the door and knock, any man hear my voice, open my will, come in and sup with him. And I'll give you my father's throne. You'll be, you can go to that throne or that throne or another throne when he sits on the throne of David. That's in Jerusalem. David's throne's not in heaven. It's on earth. He's going, he gave him that throne. He's not set on that throne. He's going to sit on that throne. He's a coming back. Rule with a rod of iron. I mean a rod of iron. You know the, you know the perfect, the perfect uh, uh, society would be with the perfect dictator. That's what he'll be. Everything will be right. He'll rule through rod iron. It's going to be good. We'll, and you know what's even better than that? His bride's going to rule as kings and priests with him. I've often wondered what kind of slab of earth that he's going to put your stone over. I'd say he's got a pretty big slab somewhere. You're so simple-minded here. Now he knows things I've only read about. He knows everything now. Praise God. I believe he's got a great big thing he's going to be taken care of. I'm glad I can call him my friend. He's my friend here. He'll be my friend there, and he'll be my friend back here on earth when we come back with him. <laughs> Love him. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm telling you, if, listen. If you need him to intercede on your behalf, what better time to do it than on, on Christmas Eve? Hey, Lord, I need some help right here. Nothing, nothing wrong with needing help. Everybody in this room needs help. Everyone watching on the camera needs help. We all need help. But it, it, listen, and we have not because we ask not. I mean, that's pretty plain. So we just Sometimes we just don't ask like we ought to. I'm glad for an intercessor. Let's stand. Verena's going to play. Me and verse, of course, if you need to pray about something, you are more than welcome to come. Father, thank you. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.